Welcome to the Dresden Files podcast. Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> you did amazing. I to say something too. Yeah, good time. Topic. <laughs> British accents and why that makes you a part of the Dresden Files. <laughs> All right, Andres, you started it off, man. You're on the hook now. Do the intro, man. I don't remember the intro. That's you. Welcome to the Dresden Files podcast. I said starring part of starring Andreas, network. featuring Jacob, and featuring my cat. Yeah, say the cat. No, no, let let Ben say the cat's name. The cat's name is Fluffy. Nope. <laughs> no. Come on, I talked to you last time. Cookie. No, it's something. About, it's some kind of pastry, isn't it? Yes. Danish. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> his name. His name is Besser. Which is, I mean, it's like sweetheart or something like Sweetums. Well, it is also a pastry. <laughs> it is a pastry. Okay, yeah, I knew it. Right. It's <clears throat> it's also a key, like a bass guitar, kinda. Well, a lot of, so we, a lot of things. Should we do the news? So bit news on files this week. Is there any news this week? I think uh, Justin has something he wants to say. I mean, I really want to do the like ha. Told you. Okay, so I did. I had it both ways. I regret nothing. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> got you. Uh, so the the show it looks like it is happening, or at least it's more happening than it was a month ago, which was no news. But uh, basically, Jim has signed uh, some rights for uh, Fox Twenty One Studios. Is that what we were seeing? Yeah, it's, it's a production company. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so there is a company who's interested in making a show, which I want to draw the distinction because it's not the same thing as the show is actually happening and they're actually like rolling tape and they have casting done and stuff like that. But um, Jim has gone on the offensive, it looks like, on, uh, on Reddit and um, I'm sure elsewhere, uh, just kind of saying like, whoa, 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 we still got to do the things and the stuff and, you know, we should cast some people before we have a show and whatnot but it looks like he is going to be more involved creatively um so you know that's that's definitely a step in the right direction there's a lot of positive and you know it's happening as opposed to last show it was well there's not really news you can't there's the ink hasn't dried the check hasn't cleared you know etc I do but hope now that he's talking about it, the check has cleared and not bounced. <laughs> right. But, I mean, so the production company means that like someone is happy to make the show, but they still don't have a place to air it, people actually working on anything. It's just people are happy to do it if they can find all of the rest of the important bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's basically it's, something on the menu for them to uh, to choose and then see if they make a pilot and so on and so on. Uh, right. As far as we know, there might be more, but just hasn't been released. Right. And Maybe they're willing to give bounced. him far more, it seems, involvement. So that can only be a plus. But yeah, so at least it's moving in the right direction. So anyway, Dresden Finals, two shows happening. Ian Summerholder, I'm putting you on notes. Clear your calendar. <laughs> yes. For your James Marsters. Uh, <laughs> your persistent viewing. Uh, and all and CGI clusters. Yeah, as long as those two are in, I'm happy. There you go. Go get your dream casting email list together and start emailing all your favorite yeah. actors and actresses and tell them to go hit the studio up yeah. and be like, I wanna I wanna work for free. No, I'm just let's see how quickly we can derail this. Let's see how quickly we can derail this by emailing everyone in Hollywood that they need to be part of this show. <laughs> 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 really poison the well. 
Yep. Right. Marsters would still do it. Oh, he, yeah. Guess what? I hope he does all the voices. I hope he dresses up in drag. For yeah, Murphy. you know, it, yeah, it'll be a full Eddie Murphy type yeah. deal where he's just every character. The nutty wizard. I mean, honestly, if Marsters isn't involved in some fashion, we're all going to be very disappointed. <laughs> like he's literally just the first corpse, and then that's it. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> yeah, he's the. He's not Tommy Tom either. He's he's uh, what's her name. <laughs> oh. I got it better. So we're gonna go eleven seasons, and we'll never see Marsters, and then he's gonna be the friggin' guy in Demon Reach that we still don't know who it is. He's there gonna be go. the guy. Mm. So it's gonna be he who walks beside. Or right. Now, you know what? He'll be the narrator the whole time. <laughs> there we'll never yeah. actually see him. We'll just hear his voice. Dresden's internal monologue. Yeah. Or you Why just, or you just he's, it, it, he'll just say. The Dresden Files, and then that's it. During the intro for the show, just tease you every single time. And they copied it off the audiobook. <laughs> like they didn't even get him in; they just copied it off the audiobook. <laughs> okay, so we get to getting off the rails. Like mm. what, we got crazy theories to talk about, and yeah, that Andreas was really drumming up incitement for last time. So come on, yeah, but they just like instantly shut me down after the show, and like, <laughs> oh, that's not that's not like. We've thought about yes. this like 10 years ago. Well, no. well what I believe what specifically was said was, yes, I agreed with you once upon a time. Not anymore, but I did. We're dancing around it and we're not explaining it. Yep. I'm I just curious. don't know what's happening. Yeah, well, I mean, do we even need to at this point? It's, oh, it's a washed up theory. Like it's already been shut down. People have been waiting two weeks to hear it, man. And we got nothing else to talk about, so you better say it's a talk show, We can devote yeah. at least 10 minutes to this. Right, come on. Okay. So you want me to do it for you? No, no, it's fine. Uh, the, my theory is that like the big decision that Jim talks about, big quote unquote, but the decision that he like makes that like makes his whole alter Harry that comes and kidnaps our Harry uh, in Mirror Mirror that we've been told will happen. Uh that is not, as some people think, you know, like killing or joining the Red Court or whatever. I think it's much, I think it's like, it's a red herring and it's much simpler than that. And that's just like, he says to Susan that he loves her and that stops her from trying to like eat him so he doesn't have to kill her in self-defense. I think he doesn't say, I love you, has to kill her in self-defense and that whole path of self-loathing is sent him down a darker path. I think that's the decision. That's my right. that's my theory. So at the end of at the end of Grave Peril, the decision that leads to evil Harry, at least from our perspective, is not you know joining up with the Red Court or not. He's still so at the end you're saying he still destroys them because maybe he's mad at them, you know, for making him kill yeah, Susan. Because he's like pissed that he had to kill Susan. Right. Maybe even more violently than he did in the books, like who knows? Right. I thought of a new wrinkle, but I don't know. D does anybody, I mean, Jacob, you said once upon a time, that was your theory as well. Yeah. I mean, I was, listen, I, I have long since come around to the idea that it's just a lot simpler and it makes a lot more sense that the decision at the end is him letting them have Susan and they still blame him for the war anyway, because he gets the double whammy. That to me just makes the most sense. 
But you know, it's at first so I thought Harry. Like, he, like if up until that point he's the same Harry, which he's like I think he's been said he that's that's true. Then he would never do that. He would never well, ever ever do that. I mean, the whole the whole problem with going down that rabbit hole is every decision people come up with, even the ones early on, like leaving Michael at the party. None of this is technically that in character for Harry. You're always going to have a little bit of a of a most people trying to rationalize it and having trouble with it. You know, killing Susan, he's going to, between that and saying, I love you. Well, he's obviously going to say, I love you because he did. And, you know, like, that's what I'm. But that just feels more plausible to me that that's a decision that could go either way because he had so much trouble saying it earlier. And he's scared of, like, losing the people he says he loves. Like, I feel like that's way more questionable if he does it or not than. You know, actually, just saying, yeah, sure, let's join the red cord, or like you can have her. I'd uh, I'd keep in mind that uh, uh, in these first early books, remember, Harry's completely talking about, oh, I have such a dark side. This would just be an occasion where he feeds that instead, and I think that's the nat more natural fit. I don't think it actually would be described that way, though, because I mean, the way that he's describing the decision of letting Susan go to the red court or taking her back from them is how many lives are worth the one life. And he decides that all the lives are worth for one life because that's what's mm -hmm. worth fighting for, one loved life. But if he just weighs it on the other side of just the numbers that like, you, know, you have to go with the majority of people to save, I'm doing the right thing by trying to save the most amount of people. Mm -hmm. That's the way that he has already described the decision and how it would have to be weighted. He's not feeding into evil. He's actually trying to do the good thing. Right. And, and to me, I mean, it, it just, it's so fitting that, you know, like the epic moment of Grave Peril, like Pyro Fuego, really cool, don't get me wrong, but that the the dialogue there with him and Bianca, with just the whole, like, she gives him the thing and, and he's just like, I love her. And she's like, what? <laughs> it's like, I love her, you know? And then they just have this thing and, you know, he gets his old wizardy monologue of, you know, for one life, there's no other reason to fight a war. And you're going to see that again in changes, like to see, to see it split on that moment. Um, you know, to, to me that, that makes the most sense, but obviously like we discussed, you know, two weeks ago when we had to find out early, we're like, come on, we can't wait two weeks. This is crazy. You know, but there, there are countless little decisions and it may be that Jim is more subtle. It, it could split the difference. He doesn't say, I love you and something else happens. And therefore he doesn't have this epic moment because he doesn't have, you know, I love her in my head. So he does let her go. And that does still drag him down a darker path. My main hesitation for siding with the I love you and the new wrinkle that I thought about is the first I love you stops her from eating him, right? She yeah. like he was completely helpless. So unless he got some other little burst, like this was before the Kravos, like the, before eating Kravos and getting his mojo back and all of this other stuff. So so like unless he was hiding a steak in his you know other pocket or something like that, then you know that's that's the new wrinkle I have for that particular theory. But it I mean, I it could still be Harry's something else. Hopeless. Like every time he just basically rises to the occasion anyway. So there would, there would just be some Deus Ex Machina, like, okay, uh, <laughs> I got so angry, I'm so sad, and then boom, blam, and he killed her. 
Well, and I could I could buy that if there was some like in the middle of her eating him, like he hulks out and becomes like a half red court vampire or some nonsense. And now we've got the dark and misunderstood Harry Dresden or something. But yeah, I, I just I don't know another mechanism. Would get along great. <laughs> right. They were like, man, I'm so thirsty. Are you? Yeah, dude, totally. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, man. It would also be easier if there was a moment while he was down there where he, you know, you know, because like how we're talking about at the end decision, how he's teetering on the edge of what he's going to do. If there had been a moment when he's down there with just her and Justine and he could feel, all right, I could draw this little bit of power to sucker punch her. And then he decided instead Mm -hmm. to say, I love you. If we had some sort of indication that he had anything at all, but he didn't. Right. And that's why he was in the situation he was in. Well, I I will say that uh, right there when, see, when she's with there at Susan and he sees her eyes, uh, they're, uh, well, actually, never mind. I I was thinking her mirror tone spectacles, but that's at the beginning of the party. But there are several occasions in this book where he talks about mirrors and not liking mirrors. Wonder yeah. if that works into it at all. Yeah, yeah, in mirror, mirror, but I don't think that's going to save him. Like, it be yeah. it. Like it, the problem is, like I can go off and I can imagine a, a bunch of different ways for this to happen, but it kind of violates the the main premise, which is the the decision that changes at the end of Grave Peril is what kicks off the mirror universe, and it's Mirror Harry that bra- drags ours into it. Like if we didn't already know that much, then it'd be you know Harry through some kind of shenanigans because it's Harry falls into an alternate universe back in time where he jostles his elbow and you know causes this thing to happen. But we we know that's not the case, you know. Um, so the mirror thing is very relevant to the ultimate story, but not to like what the decision is. And that's why, like, I think it'd be stupid that it's not the uh, the mirror gate, you know, that somehow gets involved in the ritual that he goes to. If you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm pretty sure that's the sculpture. So Google Chicago mirror gate, and it's like, dude, why would you use that? It's basically. Yeah, the jelly bean. <laughs> so people keep like, clamoring for that to be a thing. So might as well. Right. I it just it would be a waste not to. But you know, whatever. It it doesn't have to be. But yeah, it it very much in this book, especially. I I remember him talking about how he doesn't have mirrors in his house, and it even comes up in Summer Night, and you know, because yeah. like Michael starts giving him crap about shaving, and why I the fuck like would beer. you call that thing a gate? It's a bean. Ask the artist. Don't judge their art. They're an artist. You don't know how hard it is or something. Yeah, I don't know. Art is never it. finished. It's only abandoned. Oh, sure, but that's not <laughs> a gate. It is a bean. Maybe maybe it got frozen in mid formation. Like I maybe instead of cutting reality, he folds it in on itself maybe and then it's it turns about the into discourse. a discourse. Maybe it's about the objection to it being a gate. Do you think about that? Maybe it's gatekeeping, and you're yeah. trying to make it not. <laughs> wow. I do look forward to uh, jokes about Harry being unshaven, or like I just can imagine since Jim has confirmed that Mirror Mirror is going to have eye patches and goatees, that maybe Harry's just trying to shave one like lazy morning, and he only gets halfway done before he gets transported in alternate universe. He's just running around half shaved. Like, or just on that the side. That would sides. be pretty funny. Yeah. 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 
what else? Do we, don't we know that uh, isn't he an ally of? Is it Maeve? He's an ally of Maeve in the Mavra. ultimate reality. Mavra. Oh, what is Mavra? Mavra is quote unquote a fast ally of Dresden's in Mirror Mirror. But he what didn't specify uh, which Dresden. No, he did not. Probably specify which Dresden like, or which Mavra or whether that you know what that entails. Yeah. Okay. Dresden. So. Hmm. I think we all know, though. Like, it's, I mean, you could likely. speculate, but yeah, exactly. Wait, black court vampires aren't supposed to show up in mirrors, are they? Nope. Well, actually, I don't know that that was ever specifically described in they, Dracula. In yeah. Dracula, yeah, but I like as the as part of the um. Uh, would this dark black this court dark or hairy? Wouldn't he have done the dark hollow? Would did he never get around to like? Getting them. That's well, that, and that's that's kind of the speculation, right? Like, I mean, theoretically, right? So we're three books in, and we've we've been saying that Cal and Kimori seem to have been in Chicago for a long time, possibly setting up the Dark Hallow. So presumably, it was going to happen. You know what? No, now that you guys mentioned the whole Mavra thing, like it just it did go down the same way. The difference is she didn't have to blackmail him in in the dark side. Yeah, like in the mirror, mirror. She just, she was like, "Hey, minion. Hey, buddy. Whatever he is, like, go, go, do the thing. Do me a solid. Go get the book." Instead of like, "Hey, I've got pictures of your not quite a girlfriend cop." You know. I mean, honestly, Mavra wouldn't have needed to do anything. Just tell him that, "Hey, necromancers are going to do something, and they're going to kill a whole bunch of people unless you stop them." And then he has to run around and do that because he's compulsive that way. She didn't actually have to get the pictures of Murphy involved. But she's evil. Yeah, so she did that so the just whole to make it harder. The thing probably didn't like. Uh... I don't know about that because you know there are certain aspects. Like, like that, for example, doesn't have to bend Harry over a barrel every time, but it's also what's more likely to get you the result. You know, you just tell Harry Necromancer is running around. Okay, sure, but there's always a slight chance that maybe he doesn't have as much invested in it as, hey, I'm threatening your friend. I think it's one step further. She didn't need to do it to get Harry to stop the Dark Hallow. She needed to do it so she could get the book. And then because she's not she wanted the sense. word. Oh, right, but we don't know if we don't know if she can use it. We don't know if she's just doing it to protect herself or or what her motivations are. Um right. so like because that's part of it as well. Like, you know, to to be determined. So uh, and maybe maybe she does pull it off in in mirror mirror like maybe Dresden gets pulled through a mirror and it's like holy shit Chicago's a bombed out disaster because guess what like that's one of the things I have a problem with is like if we if we do the like side by side like you know I've watched a whole lot of mirror Star Trek so it's like if you go down the mirror parallel universe and map out the timeline and shit like who stopped the Dark Hallowed that's one of the first big things I run into her scourge. Who who stopped that? Did Murphy just phone up Kincaid on her own and stop them in blood rights? Like it, it just there's a whole lot of bad shit that Harry would not have theoretically been around for unless we've got some other twisted motivation for him to do that. So yeah, like I could easily see the Dark Hallow goes off and you know Mavra did it or Harry did it, but you know that would kind of make sense why he's super powerful but at the same time like it doesn't justify the having to kill himself to hide right. from the white oh, you know, he's if he's an you equal know. to mab he there's one no way harry's beating him and two there's no reason for him to fake his own death who the hell's taking him 
Right. Yeah, I mean, the White Council still would know his true name, theoretically, unless, you know, he killed Morgan, because Morgan at least knew enough of it. Well, Ebenezer, uh, Eben- no, Ebenezer the yeah. about, but even then. Right. I mean, and if he's an equal of Mab, will Mab call in the favor, I wonder, too? Uh, he doesn't owe Mab a favor? Or, or well? In, yeah. not, I mean, oh, certainly yeah. not. It starts in Summer Night, where's where the favors start. Yeah. Well, but he has a, he has a outstanding favors to Leia already, and right. Leia has just been infected. Well, so well, yeah. Leia she sold the mortgage something. to Mab. Mab right. gets right. three favors, exactly of right. which small favor, and then it changes that goes away because it becomes the Winter Night. Well, exactly but, right. So, no, it doesn't. So alternate Harry. Right. Well, that's not correct. He doesn't. There, there is still that other favor. But, uh, no, no, no. She said, and at some point, in like small favor or something, that like if you become the winner night, those favors go away. Right, that but that wasn't part that. of the deal they made. I thought we'll there was a when, when you read the changes deal, it's not there. And then there was a word to Jim later that technically he still owes it to her, but it doesn't really matter right now because, because he's the knight. Right. Right, but right, right. the idea is, if he ever loses the mantle, she could still <laughs> call on him for one final thing, which is why you know she still <laughs> technically has her hooks in him even then. Would you just? The value person in me who plays like card games and stuff is just really annoyed by that. Why? Like, okay, you got two down, one favor to go. Ah, oh, let's take the deal. You could have avoided that. Just taking the deal right and not done the favors. Yeah, you don't seem to understand the whole not wanting to be the winter night thing. Like, yeah, I mean, I get it. Then just keep doing it. Keep saying no. Because. Like with the rare his exception, was broken, and his daughter was in South America about to be murdered. Right. <laughs> that's what that's what you got the dark hello for. Let's get some dark. Which he almost did. way too much time. <laughs> it, like nope. that was those were the options, but he yep. decided to go with the least evil option, which turned out to be Mab and a bad deal, according to you. And and what's scary is probably the second least evil option was picking up a Denarian coin. So mm-hmm. let that sink in. So just so we're clear, Andreas is in team full evil because yep. he's like, well, he should have just done the Dark Hallow. Full Dark God. <laughs> yeah. 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 Should have just killed all those innocent children at the Dinosaur Museum. Maybe he could have done it somewhere else. He could have done the Dark Hallow at Kitchen Eatsa. People gots to die, bro. I would like to, people are going to die. I would like, like to contrast this, how you seem to think that Harry should go full-on kill hundreds of people to save his daughter, but the idea that he would give up Susan to save hundreds of people is beyond the pit. What do you mean? You were talking about how it, you know, it seems like a red herring and totally out of character mm-hmm. for Harry to you know, give Susan up. You know, he's going to save hundreds and thousands of people. But it's okay if he kills hundreds of thousands of people instead on his I own. I mean, I don't think Harry would make that choice. I was just saying what I would do because I'm evil. <laughs> I was going to say I'm suddenly I'm suddenly worried about the morality on that side of the pond. Like I thought um, we were the people that had a bunch of evil terrorists running around. <laughs> like, yeah, you are. I mean, no, they're just quieter about it. Oh, I see. They make you believe the most passive aggressive like, domestic terrorist ever. <laughs> I buy it. They park across two spaces in the parking lot. Oh wow! Yeah. Talk in a theater. That's especially evil because they like their personal space. So yeah. Um. All right. So anyway. <laughs> but it, long it would, story it would short, oh, I think it would, uh, on this, on this, I think it would mm-hmm. follow, following EG's point, if, if you had, uh. Dark, if you had uh, Harry sacrifice Susan 
to save people from having a war, that would also fit Harry sacrificing hundreds of thousands of people to save billions. So Dark Hollow Harry really does fit with uh, Harry sacrificing Susan, if that's the decision he makes. Well, in mentality. But, in mentality. I mean, uh, narratively. Unless he's doing it like uh, the, the mini version that Kemler did where he would, you know, bind a couple of ghosts, uh, ghosts to himself to give himself a power up here and there. He might say, I'll join you, but I won't be a vampire. They're like, ooh, good, or whatever. I don't know, whatever. Well, either way, his evil self is going to have some form of uh, personal agency. Like, he's not going to be anyone's stooge. Right. Even if he's a denarian, he's going to be, lar- oh, you know, la- oh, 50-50 with Lashio, kind of like Nick is with Dunduriel. I wonder, actually, like, like about denarians and how much the ones who are in true partnership, how much they are, like, serving the denarian cause and how much it's just like, yeah, let's just fuck shit up because we can. But I, like, like, I feel like if Harry made a deal with Lashiel, like, like, like took Lashiel in, they would be equal partners or Harry would be even the boss, maybe. Right, right. So he wouldn't necessarily do denarian objectives. But. Well, I'd, I'd say that from a meta level. I think, yeah, that's how Jim would write it, just because it would be more interesting than Harry being a thug. I don't know I, that there's. I don't know that Harry's still, character could have a person. you want to do the other denarians and like if if there's like a denarian who's like got such a strong willed human he doesn't fall in line? Do they like? Okay, he's got to go so we can give the coin to someone else. I I just I, I just wonder because the more I think about these choices, the more it it's like okay, so if we even if we accept that maybe he does dark owl type things, but on a mini level that could work. Being a right. denarian. Technically, does that break the pattern? Um, and do we count it as breaking the pattern because they're in an alternate reality? And then the other option is Winter Night, be, but, you know, then that's redundant. Right. Well, because that's my thinking a, a little bit as well. Like, he's got he's probably going to have some kind of power-up, right? Similar to what Dresden did. Otherwise, it's not really a match still. Right. Um, I guess the other question it, that brings up, sorry, side rail, we'll, we'll go back to that later, but the, when he's in the mirror universe, does he still keep the winter mantle? Uh, so, uh, but in any case, like I, I could, that's why it's like he, it would make sense for him to be vampire Harry, but if for some reason he kept his, you know, human status, then maybe he picked up the coin in, in, um, death masks, you know, for example, uh, or he's like, hey, you guys are the new thing in town. Give me one of them coins. You know, who knows? But um, yeah, like I, I think he'd have he'd have something along that along that level. Right. So I mean, a mini Dark Owl version seems at least to be, uh, you know, the thing that would make him stronger than Harry, therefore making it a problem when this is why he's summoning people, but not full on you know, Dark God taking on Mab type deal, because... Uh, you know, I, could, I could see that being a, a, a mirror-mirror level threat, though, if he, if he is full Dark Hollow, because there might be a Peace Talks upgrade. Also. Right, but again, then why is he bothering... What does he need to fake his own death for if he's on the same power oh, level? Yeah, 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 I wasn't worried about that. Right. Because all, all of the signatories of the Accords are coming to get him. Okay, <laughs> but then Man, wouldn't, wouldn't you think that the, something up real good if that happens? That's wouldn't you think people of that level would kind of clue in? Wow, this was a little easy. 
Yeah, in in peace talks in the mirror universe, that's what it's about. It's not it, like it's peace talks, so we can be like, look, we fucking hate each other, but we gotta fucking kill Dresden, like you know. So, <laughs> and then they still don't pull it off for some reason. That's why we have book uh, what seventeen. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was so I was given. Yeah, I I want to backtrack just a little bit because I've been giving more thought to Andreas's thing, and we've been especially because we've been talking about like what's more in Harry's character and things like that, and I I think we could split the difference. Like if if his thing was he doesn't say I love you to Susan, we're gonna have to introduce some kind of MacGuffin that gets him out of being eaten. But other than that, it that at that point would be subtle enough and would make more sense why he doesn't have his whole like, well, I love her showdown with Bianca, mm-hmm. right? So at the same time, like, because we kind of discussed this two weeks ago after the show as well, like it may be a more subtle uh, decision that he ends up not following through on two or three other things, but by then he's already down the path and it's and it's done. Um, I definitely the, think it's going to be more subtle than I don't think Jim would have said it's a decision in grave for the end of great peril if it was the obvious one. Why? Sure, sure. I just yeah. don't think Jim would do that. He's like he likes to like lie, quote unquote, to us, and then like surprise us. I mean, he can't lie about everything. He's pretty upfront about. But then he just wouldn't things. say anything. Maybe, yeah. Well, I well don't know. but I mean, let's face it—you get people. So now you have this big decision at the end of Grave Power. I don't think, um, I mean, this is my personal opinion. I don't think he, if he has uh, an ulterior motive with saying that, is to get people to guess what the decision is. I think it's more to guess, well, how is he going to be different? Right. You know, what's going to spawn off from then? And, and that could be, like, the, the least interesting part is what's the decision. Mm-hmm. The more right, because at the end of the part. day, he's evil. You know, right. how he got there is almost irrelevant right yeah it, it becomes like who's got the eye patch what is marcone doing you know why is mab why Marcone is totally gonna be the good guy in that universe instead he's of like, not a guy in this universe he's like an anti-hero <laughs> at best i think i think he definitely kicks off something like the better future society earlier like it'd be funny if it's like well surprisingly things worked out pretty much the same except that like harry's apartment burned down a whole lot earlier and uh, you know some other stuff like that, but it's like, you know, because at the at the end of the day, it's Harry's decision that changed it. It so Marco doesn't suddenly become like a Knight of the Cross, right? He doesn't suddenly just become a devout Catholic and you know start going to school. He's still fucking evil. Now maybe he might get a a sword and maybe he might employ it or something like that, but he's not suddenly just like, you know, Sonya. He's not Michael's backup or, you know, carrying it on his own or anything like that. An evil Dresden, quote unquote evil, uh, might, you know, make Marcone experience things that turns him to the path of the the light and become a a knight. Not that I think that, I don't think that happens. I don't know whose theory that is, but I mean, (laughs) <laughs> but it could happen. It's your theory, but you're like, whoa, no, I'm just <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think that. I don't think Daddy McCone will become a knight. Uh, I don't know who. Oh who yeah, I, I want to say I I saw that somewhere. It might might have been me, but it's just like because if you the the first iteration, so it's mirror mirror, so it's everything is opposite. 
So you're like, oh, cool, Murphy's a bad guy. She's a, a biker gang and Marcone's a knight of the cross and Harry's a lawyer or something. And, and, and it's like, no, dude, like cycle it back. You got one decision. Harry is well adjusted. Yeah, right. Maggie's <laughs> actually is short for like majestic because it's a boy's name. I don't know, like whatever. But uh, yeah, it just you got to cycle it all back to that one one change. And because it's not like you know, in Star Trek, it was like all the way back. You know, like the mirror universe was the mirror universe from the start. In this case, it's just one decision. So we've only got eight books. No, well, twelve books to cycle back. You know, well, since World War Two, I believe technically. Or maybe a little earlier. I mean, if the Mavra hint is, yeah, yeah, hints yeah. at anything, it seems more like it's going to be a book where we're going to see a bunch of strange bedfellows and alliances due to, you know, maybe Marcon hooks up with Lara sooner or, you know, because he's still I got the whole Vateron connection. Right. Yes. You have a question. Yes, and it's not exactly related to this. Um, <laughs> you mean the Mirror Mirror topic on our second Grave Barrel podcast? Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, it's, it's Mavra. Mm. And it's kind of like the questions that we've had about Elaine is like, is she in league with the, the black court and something, but that doesn't really make sense in terms of the book white Knight because Elaine is fighting against black court cow. Who's working with the white court. And, you know, it doesn't really make sense. So yeah. in Deadby, Mavra is setting up Harry to go up against cow and Kamori, which assumes then that she's not on the same side as cow and Kamori, but she would obviously have been exposed to them from Bianca and the party. Maybe. They were passed off as the help at Bianca's party. But they gave gifts. Yeah. They are the they ones who gave the gifts. Say anything. And well, it well, almost seemed like they were trying to imply that they were the reason that Bianca and Mavra got in touch with each other. Maybe. They're not they're so not what if they, so what if they got in touch with each other because of her that she knows them? Doesn't mean they're friends or that no, she no, wants it's kind of, of almost leave it a little bit dubious as to whether Mavra is, what is she doing? Is she in league with Kaokamori a little bit? It's not specified either way. No. But it's, it it's... does make you wonder how much she knows of what they're doing. Like, why did she set up Dresden to go up against them in Deadbeat? What, who is she going to be helping and what is she going to be doing in Mirror Mirror? I feel like the Dresden Files follows under everybody knows what's going on except for Harry. So whenever, yeah, whenever it's like, why would Mab do that? Because she fucking knows what's going on. Why would Mavra do that? Because she fucking knows what's going on, you know, like, so I think, I think generally everybody wants the status quo. I think Mavra's motivations mostly are like, she wants to make the black council or the, the black court great again. But I, I don't think she wants to bring, a, you're welcome. I don't think she wants to bring around the apocalypse. Like, so she's like, yeah, I want to do evil bad shit. If Chicago were all vampires, that'd be cool. But like, not the world, like, come on. So the Black Council are like the crazy people, right? Like, and in a way that kind of ties in if they go full on outsider cultist, you know, Cthulhu, like, you know, you're going to eventually see these guys are like totally fucking unhinged. Uh, whereas right now they're kind of like practical in a way they're like effective and evil, but not crazy. You know, I, I don't know. It's just, I mean, part of it is we, you know, since we don't know Mavra's motivation, so it could be one, you know, the, the circle, the black council is, uh, and this could be a general rule is, a, is comprised of a bunch of different people that have the same, maybe general goal, but also probably think their way is the best way. 
you know, your guys like Cal and Kumari and Peabody and everybody's everybody. They may or may not be working towards the same goal, but you know, they're narcissists. They're going to think they're going to want to do for themselves. There's the possibility that they had a falling out when they start doing this. Maybe Mavra clues into this, um, this preparation for the dark hollow and she sees it as a threat. If that's what it turns out to be, uh, to the black court. And that's a line for her. So she's like, okay, well let's get Harry involved as a wrench. Right. You know, there's ways it could go. The circle could just straight up like not be like the black council too. Uh, well, uh, it, yeah, but it's going to, you're going to turn it into the Olympics though. Right. We, yeah. That's, like, yeah. That seems circles. far less likely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, in either way, like the circle, we got, we know potentially two members, two points makes a line, not a circle. So there's definitely got to be more people involved, but who and how, how far and how many and all of those things. Right. And what the, I mean, the circle is what they call themselves, right? Yeah. I think it's only mentioned by Cowell in, in White Knight. White Knight. Right. So, I mean, what, you know, what Harry calls the amalgamation of the same thing is just, that's what he calls them. That doesn't make them not the same thing. No, no but what I mean is that they're just like, it's, it's just, like, it's not sure Cowell is like part of like, you know, because the Black Council is essentially, you know, the infection, right? And the growth that is like working towards uh, getting us outside, that's him. Mm -hmm. It's like what that's the Black Council's actual agenda. Okay. Or am I wrong there? Well, I mean, yeah. that's the, yeah. the, the general idea, but we've been speculating on that. And I, I mean, that seems to be their most common goal. You know, the, most of what they've been working towards seems to be geared towards bringing outsiders in. Like if you if you look at all of it and, you know, what is the first three books, especially since that's what we've talked about so far, what do these decisions ultimately lead to, right? That I mean, seems it, the case. So. And it seems hard to think that Cowell's not, if, even if he's not furthering that goal, he's at least not doing anything really to stop it because he, you know, he's the one that gives the athame. It may not have been infected by him, but I have to imagine he knows what he's holding. Cal gave the athame, and Cal also worked with outsider power in White Knight. Right. Yes. He, mm -hmm. Yes. He called in the. Yeah, I'm just thinking well, maybe, yeah, he's, he, maybe he's kind of being used, like he's a powerful wizard who has his own agenda. I mean, maybe but like, he's for example, for example, to get this outsider power, power, they were like, okay, we got this athame. We need you to get this to Leah, because he's the one they wanted to infect. Right. Yeah. I mean, and. Could be, and we just haven't seen who they are, you know, but at the same time, you know, we, I mean, I guess theoretically we know three members uh, of the Black Council because Peabody presumably was on it as well. Um, mm -hmm. But other than that, it's like, we we don't know enough. Like, was uh, Vittorio on the Black Council or was he just a pawn? Probably uh, just a pawn. Right. And so that's He's my thing. It's like, magical though. Yeah. Sure. Like for the most part, I think they've been they've been working through pawns and cat's paws and everything like that. But mm -hmm. we just haven't seen anybody else, you know, but those three that I can think of. So, yeah, I mean, Anything? Cal doesn't strike me as infected. I could see him absolutely fooling himself into thinking he is somehow in charge. Oh, he I don't know that he is. Well, I their mean, behavior, he, as you see them, with Cal and Kamori and in Deadbeat, both of them seem to have like a little bit of wackishness. 
Like mm-hmm. how literally is going like, I don't think I'm crazy. I mean, if I was crazy, I wouldn't know. Would I know? Yeah. Right. And Kamori, as she's describing of each other, trying to end death and ours is a calling and things like that. It's like, you're a bit off. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. So both of them might be infected. Sure. Or they could or, just at the same level as Morgan fanaticism. I, mean, I know we're supposed to talk about grave peril, but an interesting thought about this whole infection is, uh, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but it, it's clearly shown in, like, when he calls out um, the cat, what's his name? Cat Sith. Cat Sith, yeah. That he's just like, oh, no, you're infected. Hello. Like, busted. And it just goes, okay, no further. Uh, blah, blah, blah. is needed. Robot mode. Is like all these people who may or may not be infected. Is it the thing pretending, or do they not know? And it's like subtly changing them, and then like if it's discovered, it just takes over and it's like, okay, whatever. See ya, guys. Well, Leah was infected, recognized it, went to Matt for help. Maeve was infected, recognized it, and relished it. Cat Sith was fighting it because he wanted to be who he was and not it's another thing's cat's paw. But doesn't take over, it like pushes them and then like they can like kinda It's probably a lot like any other form of mind control, so there's a battle going on and probably causing damage. Yeah. I mean uh, it seems if if I had to take a guess, Aurora seemed less uh aware and she seemed more like just that she was acting upon what she felt was right for once as opposed to what needed to happen. Yeah, and at the end, when she was dying, she said, I just wanted the pain to stop. Right. Like, she was probably, like, feeling pain of that battle going on and misappropriating what was causing it. That's why she was doing, and being driven by what she was doing, I assume. Right, and I mean, Harry describes her as dying confused, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Maeve is a little, I don't remember that she explicitly said she knew. I think it was more that... Um, well, once she could figure out that she could lie, obviously that's not right, and she's working with outsiders, bringing them to demon reach. Yeah, that's true. But uh, she could have been another one that, if we're talking about how maybe Cowell can be fooling himself, she could also be thinking yeah. oh, totally. that she's in control of it. Especially once Dresden starts saying, well, like being able to lie isn't a superpower, because then you can lie to yourself. Right. I mean, I think once you get to a certain level of being, you know, when you get to Leah, who can recognize it and fight it off long enough to get help. Um, me personally, I don't think you can infect someone of Mabbert. You can maybe affect someone of Mabbert to Tanya's level if they're not paying attention. But as long as they're more or less on the ball, it's next to impossible. And then Considering to- that Titania describes herself as, since she's not the one that's guarding the gates, her main purpose is making sure that Mab stays uh, calm and not going crazy. So if Mab gets infected, Titania destroys them both. Yep. She's the check and the safety. So they've already considered that as a possibility. It seems to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was going to say, like, talk about not letting your guard down. Like Mab would be the last person to do that. So it's kind of interesting in hindsight because at least twice I want to say in the books, it's like, you know oh my God, did Bab go crazy? And it's like, well, yes, but not for the reasons you think. You know, everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, she got infected by something. And that's even what Maeve was trying to sell mm-hmm. uh, at the end. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, no, not really. She just knows who's been infected. And that's how she can ferret it out is because that's, you know, part of her boon for part of her duty, duties, right? Like yeah. I'm sure she probably gave, you know, or taught 
Rashid how to do it, you know, because like I know the eye is part of it, but he probably got the idea from her, I would imagine, or something like that. So I think it's even saying the mothers say, right, that like that that Rashid thinks that he can like spot all of it with the eye. It's like, nope, not really. No, he he specifically says that it's not a you know, the the you know, he's got a major tool that helps, but it's who is it? Um who said as long as the gatekeeper remains vigilant, the adversary rarely tries, but he's not infallible mm. either. He admits that he's not, you know. I think he said using the site's really one of the, but you, you know, you don't make a, don't recommend that. Right. So uh, the, the party in Grave Peril, <laughs> uh, uh, you have, Susan as Little Red Riding Hood. You got Harry as a cheesy vampire. Mm. Loving it. Uh, what was Thomas again? He was a fairy. A fairy. A fairy. He was just a fairy. Oh, yeah. A shirtless fairy. <laughs> a beautiful An almost fairy. naked fairy. What was Mavra? Yes. Uh, was... Hamlet. Or yeah. whatever it was. Oh, Her usual right. get up. She didn't dress yeah. up, right? What was... <laughs> yeah, but oh, she yeah. did conveniently have a human skull. Mm-hmm. Right. Fairfax cheated. Uh, he just used a, yeah. an actual. Does a uniform count as a costume at that point? Like, well, it's not like Mavra's was a costume. Hers was period piece. Right. <laughs> That's true. Hers was just whatever she wears, and she picked up a skull from somewhere. And hell, so is Michael's. I mean, that paladin thing is straight. I mean, it may not have been made in the 1500s. The only one who really did a, put an effort into the outfit was Bianca. Right. Uh, I disagree. Fake teeth no, is an effort. Harry put way more effort into his. Oh yeah, than anybody and else. Yeah, she had a dress made of fi actual fire. Yeah, but it's not like she it's was magic. going to the party as fire. She just had a dress of fire. <laughs> yeah, she's not Katniss. Yeah. Actually, the I one who put the most effort in was uh, Leah because she was straining the metaphor. Well, I think Red, Little Red Riding Hood. Susan probably did about as much effort as Harry did. I'll say that. Susan sucks. Who cares? I, I mean, there's like oh. three people that actually dressed up. Everybody else was just there in uniform, you know? So, yeah. Yep. So let's talk Ferrovax. I think Ferrovax is a cool character. All the time he ever shows up, except he gets mentioned in Word yes. of Jim and a little bit later in Skin Game. Yep. Ferrovax mm -hmm. is awesome. Ferrovax made quite the impression for how little he's been in the book. Like, I'm, I mean, this is literally it, right? I'm very interesting, interested to like see him again, which is in Peace Talks, I think. It, everything happens in Peace Talks. Come on. But actual no, no meme. Like, he, I think he said he's going to be in Peace Talks. Well, I think uh, Jim said that Peace Talks is the book where the general public becomes aware that magic exists, and like, so the facade <laughs> is broken. And people then took that as a dragon appears. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, every other description has been, you know, I know you all guys all want dragons. We got to save that for close to the end, like book 1920. Right. Right. Yeah. But, um, I, figure, I figure at least Ferrovax in human form, in the human aspect. Maybe. Well, I you mean, get the other dragon. We see a Ferrovax. That's true. But his name has never been confirmed. It was. That's a word, Jim. Really? Oh, okay. I'll Pyrovax. take your word for it. Walking encyclopedia. <laughs> Archive, living archive. We talked about it a couple months ago because it was Serio Thrax was the one mm -hmm. Michael killed, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're named yeah. after elements. So Serio, I think, would be wind, right? Air. Pharaoh right. is iron slash earth, and Pyro, mm -hmm. obviously, fire. Right. Which I feel like he got shortchanged because we clearly see that 
Sarah yeah. can breathe fire. Yeah. Unless unless he can, you know, like do it on the Hannah Asher level where it's like Harry does fire, but Anna mm -hmm. is a, a savant and Pyro can do fire. Um, Pharaoh can do fire, but Pyrovax is like he becomes the flame. Oh, yeah. I remember I wanted to bring us about, about Pharaoh. You know how we talked about things happening early on in the books where it's like we don't really know what it is until later like for example exoplasm with the uh loop guru mm -hmm. the whole the powerful beings can just use pure will as magical force like you know the lots of out night mother winter, winter. Mm -hmm. yeah summer two for example like the pow really powerful things fairwax does the same thing but harry hasn't really tried it before so it's not described that way but it does that exact same thing yeah, right. but there's also the fact that because he's uh, earth inclined and metal inclined, things like that, he's probably dealing something to do with gravity, which Harry has done later. Yeah, yeah. I mean uh, that uh, the gravity thing is one of those references that I, I liked that I didn't catch until you know my second read through, which where it's like he does many versions of his Chichen Itza spell, mm -hmm. uh, and you know it's my birthday too. And I was like, oh, holy shit, it's the same thing, just like souped up, but it's never actually like acknowledged. Like it's never said as such. It just, it is, you know, yeah. it, it's the same concept. So, yeah. And did it also in uh, Blood Rights. Yeah, in the Deeps. So we have oh, a Jim on. Yeah, he had the, his cane for help, but he, did, but he did the same thing. Nice. So we have a word on Jim on, on what these dragons are like, right? They're like the Eastern dragons of cosmic harmony and that sort of thing is it something like that yeah they're more medieval like i want my cache of shiny things yeah it was yeah. the difference between european and western dragons is or the difference between a big d and a little d dragon is that the big d dragons are you know that cosmic sense they're the big right. uh, up in the heavens and and on the big stage and then there you have your smog like hoarder dragons so is ferrovax the smog like little d dragon then no he's uh Jim told us that like it, what he was given at the party was a bunch of jewels and shiny things, and that's why he was happy because it's always a good thing to give to a dragon. Right. Apparently, it doesn't seem to really matter that dragons are. You know, all dragons generally love shiny, shiny shit. Things. But yeah, Pharaoh's on that. Uh, he's up there with Meb as far as I think he even goes. says like. I mean, he could just be boasting, but he's like, like almost like 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 he's like if my real form was here, like it would like. Crush the, cr the, the like the earth, kind of like so. Some of it. Well, that was reiterated in another word of Jim. Mm -hmm. Like if Pharaoh comes fully, he's you know like warping reality, like yeah. Neo in the Matrix. Right. So that, that was this was a setup to a question though. Michael killed Cerothrax. Yes. So what happens to Air and Wind now? Like if that if the Big D Dragon of Cosmic Harmony, the Wind Dragon is gone. Well, luckily, well, it Mab is the queen of air of darkness. You know, air and darkness. <laughs> I suppose so. Mab, Mab just picking up the slack. Yeah. I mean, I think What's it's, I think it's less of a because you know dragons are not just like most things. Everyone kind of got usurped as time went on. So you know, dragons has, don't really cover wind. Necessarily. So who has the who has the mantle of serial threats? No one. It's not a mantle. <laughs> I'm just throwing that. I'm just throwing that shit out there just for you. You know, just like. Yeah, poke, poke, poke. But uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think it's a mantle. And the other thing is like, you're, 
you're kind of approaching it from like a classical myth mythological sense, but at the same time, like all all fairy tales and all mythology is in the Dresden Files. So do you have conventions of the 1800 wind gods that get together and be like, okay, who's over North America right now? Like, you know, so yes, it, the cosmology hasn't necessarily been ordered to that level, you know, that I'm aware of, but not, not, you know, yeah, it's an Maybe he's uh, there was a particularly bad hurricane season when uh, Seriothrax uh, was killed, you know. So, well, like that you, disruption. If it makes you feel any better, he was described, even though he was confirmed to be a big D dragon because Pharovax wouldn't care about a little nothing dragon dying. He was, quote unquote, in some ways the weakest of the three remaining. So, right. And why isn't maybe. there a fourth either? Why isn't there a water dragon? Right. Probably died a while ago. On, but there should be there's four elements, right? Well, sure. dragons have you know, they did he could have died half a thousand years ago, you know. Yeah. Right. Unless it's more like states of matter or something. <laughs> I mean dragons are, you know, you have people I think uh, he mentioned once about uh, Saint George and that whole story being uh technically a thing with you know, killing dragons, so. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be the early installment of weirdness. Dragons have shown up. Fairfax has shown up twice, once only by name. So uh, this might be something that Jim just has to retcon when there's the big uh, kaiju book, what, book 19 or whatever that is? I think. Kaiju dragon. Is it, is it 19? Which is... is uh... Heel turn eighteen. Yeah, yeah. heel should be eighteen. Okay, heel turn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, that's totally the name of it. Up until we get told otherwise, that's totally the name of it. I listen. <laughs> I, I made as much of an impression on him as I could when I saw yeah. him. Yeah, offering him twenty bucks for yeah heel turn. <laughs> yes, that's it. What else can I do? <laughs> but I, you know, I don't think he has the right kind much with Pharovex. He was this big impressive thing that knocked Harry on his ass and. You know, everything subsequently about him seems to indicate that he's this really powerful dude. And, right. you know, so, I mean, let's face it, when it comes to Michael and Seriothrax, you've got one, the sword, which is supposedly this great equalizer. Two, if he's doing some sort of ritual because he's giving Gregor power, maybe he's, you know, in a vulnerable state. Mm -hmm. There's this situational reasons why a big D dragon could get killed, I'm sure. It is one of those age-old questions, though, because it's like it also kind of gives you potentially a feel for Michael's power, and that's something that I try and tell people as well. Because it's like by the by the time we've got him in grave peril, like he's already in his forties, and he's already been at this for a while, and he's old, yeah, and he's had the sword, and, and like he's Harry already still, thinking that it's time for him to retire, right? And Harry's still this young punk in comparison, still kind of coming into his own. And so it's like, yeah, Michael's already talking about retirement. And so, yeah, like, I mean, when you talk about it, like power balance and RPG levels, like Michael could already be the level 20 paladin. Like he already brought down his, his, his big D dragon and whatever. And Harry's barely even started down that road. Uh, you know, cause I, I think a lot of people put Michael in Harry's camp because he helps Harry. But I think Michael really is like over the top, uh, you know, past Harry's equivalent power level. So he, he's just a much more specific tool, right? Mm -hmm. He mostly shows up when Denarians and big D dragons need killing. Or outsiders. So, yeah. And I mean, he's helped with demons and, and other things, right? Because that, like, that's a big part in Great Peril with uh, uh, 
It's not Kilshazak. It's uh, what's the a what's the name of the demon in Azothra this one? Yeah, Azothragal. So anyway, um, so like he still gets to do some of those jobs as well, but it's like at that point it's more like coverage, right? Because there's only three knights of the cross. They can only be so so many places, but their primary duty is you know is uh, Denarians. So when that's only. Part I think part of it is he suffers because most some of his most impressive stuff is technically off screen. I mean, the dragon was twenty years ago. Fighting outsiders is with Ebenezer and all them. We only see him cut loose in uh, skin game, and even then, he's basically even. Well, and he was cheating, you know. Right, and he had the grace, and he was right. so. You know, they, I think that's why he suffers from. He's got you know for lack of a better example he's you know phenomenal cosmic power but all these rules and yeah he's he's stuff. the npc you know he he's a dmpc so it's like yeah he could show up he'll help you but he'll only help you where the plot demands it so mm -hmm. i've been told that bean was a cloud gate by the way message on discord oh cloud gate not mirror gate gotcha I mean, it's just. Listen, it's just yet. a big reflective theme. Quit gatekeeping the gate. <laughs> it, it'll be you a know what? That's how you get to the outer gates, and that's where Rashid's. Uh, that's where Rashid comes to Earth. He comes in through the 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 Bean Gate. That would be pretty awesome. Anything, Grave Pell, we haven't covered? Just a question, like we wanted to, because. 14 days ago, I'm not sure I remember. Margaret's action <laughs> is equal in value to Amarakius because Leah wanted it and because of the connection that she had to Morgana and and things like that. Well, and it's it's entirely possible. Like, I mean, it could be a relic like the Black Staff. You know, we yeah. don't know. Um, so, she clearly has some kind of power. So, yeah. But yeah, it's because of, it, has, it, it has been used in some ritual. There'll be some residual stuff from that. Yeah, Morgana and everything having to do with that origin story of uh, Arthurian legends and everything. There was so much power in that, that Athame has got to be really valuable. Hmm. And then it's just like, how much are you willing to pay for Amarakius? Are you willing to pay for the Athame? And so it, yeah, value. I mean, to be fair, it was a broken Amarakius. Like, nobody could use it as a holy sword at that point. So, Which was the point. <laughs> right. It was so, more valuable to mom that know, way. The Athame is like, you know, two bits of copper is how much that's worth. But uh, since Amarachius was just steel at that point, then. But that was the more valuable version to Mavra because then she can actually manhandle it and then destroy it entirely. Yeah, it's true. Unmake it. Yeah. I mean, they make the comment also in Summer Night because when Harry talks about how the, you know, he and Leia are talking about the Athame and how it's on the same level as. Amarachius, and apparently, uh, more or less, according to the word of Jim, um, you know, it's because it was used in, but it's because of whose it was. It was hers, Morgan Le Fay's. It was used in a bunch of really dark rituals, and then it, um, you know, a uh, really cool big thing. They start gaining their own sort of power and their own sort of awareness, which is not to say they become intelligent, but they become very extremely dangerous tools. And that one was a very, very dangerous tool. Mm -hmm of all the things that it was probably used in and the, it's almost like, I wonder like worship of the idea of that tool makes it more I'm, important as well. Couldn't hurt. I mean, in, in the Dresden files, that's certainly 
something to consider, you know, exactly. is it's not like it's been imbued with anything, but the faith of, you know, it's been involved in so many crazy dark rituals. That's why it's got power. So mm. interesting. So yeah, any other comments about Grave Peril? Because we are not doing Grave Peril Part 3. Grave Peril <laughs> Part 3 next week. Uh, not Your grave, our peril. <laughs> <laughs> well, well it my peril if it's my grave. You had, you had made a... Um, I think the only other thing that was on the card was that Lydia was unimportant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was so unimportant. We put her on the card and then didn't talk about oh, yeah. her. Just say that she's, tears, right? You can use any random innocent for destroying Amarachius. Lydia herself was not important. Right. Well, yeah, uh, but it's, it was one of those only... things where Harry's working three cases and then they suddenly entwine. You know? oh, yeah, I mean, it's well, like, yeah, I mean she's, she's just yeah. there to be kidnapped. She's important insofar as, you know, she came to Harry. Um. Unless they were trying to appease Kravos more by killing her or something, but like they could have been any random innocent person and Harry would have made the same decision of burning down the whole place. That's not fair. She saved the president, okay? And he didn't do shit for the president. He just saw it was gonna happen. That's, maybe that's why they wanted to kill her, is because they were afraid of her Cassandra's tears. Uh, of Cassandra's tears, oh, maybe Mirror Mirror is totally gonna happen. Because she described it's a crossroads and you're at the center of it. It's like, oh, that's just random feel-good bullshit. It's like, that's eh, what he's built into it. <laughs> right. I it would be so crazy if if we had had a moment where she like predicts all this crazy shit and then mirror mirror happens and we're like, God damn it, are you kidding me? Like you set that up how many books ago? He totally didn't. I, like, that's what she says. It's like I've seen three visions and it's a huge crossroads and you're at the center of it. Right. And everything mm -hmm. is in a fire. Yeah, my my crazy theory for that is that Jim's been delaying peace talks for three years so that he's got more time to write Mirror Mirror, and that's why he talked more about Mirror Mirror than peace talks, especially early on, because it's like Mirror Mirror is the one that I feel like he's painted himself in the corner. You're like, you think peace talks is bad. Now just try and go like, oh, cool, we're going to do an alternate universe where all the decisions are different and all this other stuff, and we're going to make it believable and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, holy shit, snacks, man. A lot more extra world building. Yeah, I think it's going to be more fun for him, but I also think it's going to be more work for him because... Because that's how world building goes. The more difficult it is, the more fun it is. Trust yeah. me, I've fallen into that trap several times. <laughs> yeah, you should talk about that on the high fantasy. Good job. Ah, that's a, that's a segue. Uh, high fantasy is a fine <laughs> podcast of the Broken Jars Podcasting Network. It's on hiatus because we're it's stuck in world building. Hiatus. <laughs> we're still building roads. Yeah. Uh, great Scott still happening? Is that a. As far as I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Watch Great Scott. Watch uh, Sim Talk. Sim Talk starring our very own Jacob. Not this Jacob. The other <laughs> the other Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. I, don't, I don't got time for that. Jacob is in the, the broadcasting network, not our Jacob is in the Jersey Files podcast. So. <laughs> oh, yes. I knew yeah. that. It's kind Major. of a reason he gets stuck being called E.G., even though we all know his name. It's because it's a helpful differentiator. Ooh, and that's why you're director, Alex. Yep. Because they're you all. Too. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, what else is... So there's... What else is there? Well, there's like... Uh, 
Watch the Broken Jars Podcasting Network shows. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else? Is that pretty uh, much it? I don't know. You can find everything that we didn't talk about Broken Jars at XYZ. <laughs> In two and, weeks, uh, we'll be doing Summer Night. Summer I'm night. always... I'm always